Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It's been quite the journey for our Cracked Rackets team. We've spent the past 10 days on the road getting the incredible opportunity to cover a couple of exhibition events. Uh, We started off in Miami for the Altic Steislinger Tennis Exhibition, J.C. Aragoni's event featuring eight of the top ATP professional singles players in the world. Uh, We got to see guys like Hubi Hercots, Riley Opelka, Steve Johnson, Sam Query, Brandon Nakashima, Mackie McDonald, J.C. Aragoni, and Tennis Sandgren. I figured since I was half there, I'd just get through all eight. Uh, of course, what made that event so special, not only were we at an incredible household, a private house, to host the event, we got the chance to speak to all of the players on camera as well, but the level of play was extraordinarily high, and you know, it's still up in the air. There's a lot of things that need to go right for the ATP WTA ITF season to actually end up resuming in 2020. Uh, but as of right now, we seem to be getting closer and closer to that start date. And as of now, uh, the tour is planning to go ahead as scheduled. So uh, you could tell in the atmosphere, these players taking these exhibition matches a little bit more seriously, uh, simply because they want to get live competitive reps before they return to uh, sanctioned action. And so it led to some extraordinary tennis and we've given a lot of the takeaways from that event on our mini break podcast so if you want to hear more about that go check that out of course uh, again to hear those interviews we did with the players be sure to go subscribe to our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel Uh, we don't want to kill super producer Daniel Wastoff because I think he has 14 interviews to edit over the next couple of weeks Uh, but slowly those will begin trickling out one by one some already on that channel so uh, you know again go hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our conversations conversations. Uh, from there, we had the extraordinary opportunity to head to Nicholasville, Kentucky, to the Top Seed Tennis Club once again. We were there in February for their 100K event. We were there this past weekend to cover the Young Kings Scholarship Tennis event. It was an eight-player WTA exhibition. Seriously, I think the lowest-ranked player there was, what, number 409, Marocine Parto, but seven of the other eight were inside the top 120, and I'm going to run through that field real quick just so you know what sort of interviews to expect. Uh, we got the chance to speak with Shelby Rogers, CeCe Bellis, Jeannie Bouchard, Katie McNally, uh, Jessica Pagula, who am I missing? We we didn't speak, unfortunately, to... Oh, and Marlene Parto. We didn't have the chance to speak with Layla Fernandez. She pulled out the last day due to an injury, and I can say not the most serious of injuries, more of a precautionary pullout than anything else because, again, there's so much tennis still to be played this year, hopefully uh, in her mind, and you don't want to take an unnecessary risk if you don't have to, but 
you know, Jamie Loeb, the other player we didn't get the chance to speak with, uh, she was, uh, you know, she's been on the podcast multiple times. So, you know, go listen to those episodes if you want to hear more from her. Unfortunately, just again, the timing didn't work out. It's tough to do play-by-plays and interviews in the same day. Uh, but we talked to 14 of the 16 players we saw and we got to hear their takeaways, you know, what they've done during this quarantine, how, what the adjustment's been like for them to step away from tennis. Because again, for so many of these players, tennis has consumed their life for the majority majority of it and so you know what did they learn about themselves of course how confident are they feeling that pro tennis can return in 2020 all of these questions all of these contents and more again coming up on our youtube channel you'll be able to find it on our website crackrackets.com of course we have to give a huge shout out to the support we get from our sponsors uh, whose support allows us to make these sorts of trips to provide the sort of content hopefully you listeners uh, enjoy and you know I got to start of course with our friends at Midwest Sports and you guys know all about them because for more than 20 years, they've served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers uh, by offering a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few other tennis retailers can match. They also have one of the largest in-stock inventories of equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court and Again, maybe you don't know exactly what those skills are. I would say certainly for me, uh, watching these players over the past week, I need to reevaluate my tennis game because what I'm doing looks nothing like what they're doing. I know that the staff at Midwest Sports are intimately familiar with all of their equipment and can help me find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect pair of tennis clothing that is sure to put my game ahead of the competition. Their selections of tennis equipment are consistently first to market, and they pride themselves in stocking their tennis warehouse with the newest products at the lowest prices. You can find all of these products by going to their website, MidwestSports.com. Once you're there, you're going to want to order yourself up some new gear. Know that if you do, You can save a little bit of money by using our promo code CR15. You'll get 15% off. You'll get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And best of all, you'll get a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls to ensure that you have everything you need to make your return to the court a successful one. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Get 15% off your order. We are so grateful for their continued support. The least we can do, ask you to go support them as well. MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. Also, have to give a huge shout out to the team that kept me well fed, that kept me going, gave me that little punch I needed at the start of my day while we were on the road. And that, of course, is our friends at Aerobar. Every day I started off my day, I opened up a beautiful Aerobar. Some days I went chocolate chip, some days I went a different flavor. And of course, you can go a different flavor at Aerobar. And honestly, I have said it before, I'll say it again the cinnamon honey oat Aerobars are personally uh, my favorite flavor. I think chocolate chips are you know any any chocolate chip bar you eat is going to be good uh but those uh cinnamon honey oat arrow bars truthfully are just so delicious and so Again, a huge shout-out to them. It's a healthy, nutritious way to start your day. Uh, you can learn more about them by going to aerobar.com. You can learn more about them by listening to our Getting to the Point episodes where we talk about the importance of fitness, of nutrition, of health in the game of tennis uh, every Thursday. Those are found on the Mini Break podcast. We've had guests like Richard John Menzing of the McEnroe Academy, Bjorn Fertangelo, Jay Berger, uh, you know, so many great uh, guests as well. So go to Michael Russell. You can go check all of those episodes 
out uh, on the Mini Break Podcast, you can go to aerobar.com, use our promo code CRACKED15 to get yourself 15% off your first purchase. And I'm telling you, once you start eating them, they're just going to be the way you start your day. That's going to be the thing you turn to as your breakfast. Even if it's not playing tennis, just know that you're getting the right sort of ingredients, the right sort of nutrition you need, again, to get the boost out of yourself to start your day the right way. Aerobar.com, the promo code is CRACKED15. Now, that was a little bit of an intro, and I know I usually save those for the Mini Break Podcast and the Great Shot Podcast, uh, but I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of update of where we are at. I will certainly say today's Crack Interviews Podcast, uh, you are all going to thoroughly enjoy, and this is an interview I did before we went on the road, and you know there are so many talented young American women right now on tour. The headline ones, obviously, Sophia Kennan feels like it was years ago. It was only in January that she became... Grand Slam champion by winning the Australian Open women's singles titles. Of course, you also have Amanda Nisimova, Coco Goff, Katie McNally, um, you know, CeCe Bellis, and the list goes on and on and on and on. And, you know, I I think all these players are going to be exceptional. Robin Montgomery, someone else we've had on this podcast as well. But I don't think I've ever spoken to a 16-year-old who just seems so mature, so confident in what she wants to do, what you know, the sort of player she wants to become, uh, than our guest today. And, of course, she has had so much success already in her career. Round of 16 in Junior Wimbledon last year, a quarterfinals of the Junior U.S. Open. She also made a semifinals at the 25K in Malibu in November. Of course, I'm talking about Katrina Scott, who joins the show today to talk about the success she's already had in her career, her decision to sign with top-notch management um, already to, you know, officially turn pro this early, why she feels confident doing that, why she knows professional tennis is what she wants to pursue. And again, 16 years old and just the maturity she displays throughout this interview, I'm a fan. I'm buying in. I'm so sold that Katrina Scott is going to be, uh, you know, 100% is going to reach her upside, is going to become the best player she can be. And given the results she's already had, it's so clear how immensely talented she is. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think you're going to hear me, you know, rave about her throughout this interview because I was just so impressed. It was hard to hide it. Uh, And so I'm really excited for all of you listeners to hear this interview as well. Uh, So with that being said, it's been a long enough intro as is. Let's get right to it. Here is my conversation uh, with the one and only Katrina Scott. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us on the podcast today is the top women's recruit for the class of 2022 and already at age 16, a top 650 player in the WTA singles rankings. Katrina Scott, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm excited. 
Oh, it is my pleasure to have you. And I have to just say, from the get-go, to be that successful at such a young age is so <laughs> incredible. And, you know, I know for you, you made the decision to turn pro in December. So I just kind of want to start here. Um, you know, we've, we're all going through this quarantine now. It's month three. Your pro career had just sort of gotten started when, you know, you had the wheels taken out from under you. Uh, how has this experience been for you? Yeah, it was definitely, I think it came to everybody as a shocker because, I mean, these are such difficult times. And I had just signed and a bunch of big tournaments were coming up. But I think, honestly, for me, it's been great to have, like, a little bit of time off. Obviously, I know it's so hectic in the world. But for me, like, it's been good to take some time off, work on my game. It definitely came as, like, just, like, a bit of a shock because I just turned pro and I was starting to play more tournaments. But it's definitely given me a lot of time to look back on my game and just fix some of the stuff that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. And I know for you, uh, you know, playing uh, pro events this year, you had had a little bit of success, you know, already early in the season. You look at uh, early in the year, I believe you played an event. Uh, it was in, or at least to end last season, you played an event in Malibu, made the semifinals. Yes. Were you excited to get this year underway? Yeah, I was super excited. I finished off. I had I had a great year last year. I was super excited to 2020 um unfortunately didn't happen but yeah I had a great end to the year I I signed pro just like at the end of the year Malibu was my last tournament but I was really excited for 2020 to go underway and still hope uh excited for the tournaments that are supposed to come at the end of the year Mm-hmm. And hopefully yeah. we'll all get to see a uh, yeah. chance to see all of you pros play yeah, matches, hopefully. certainly. <laughs> yeah, no, and for you, I mean, you're only age 16, but obviously to have this sort of success already, um, when was the last time you went three months, four months without competing, you know, in, in events? Yeah, I don't think uh, it's ever happened since I really started tennis, like three, four months, usually like when I, when I was younger and I was playing tur- like national tournaments, there's usually tournaments every week. So, I mean, it's definitely a lot different now that we haven't played tournaments for such a long period of time. But I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it really, but I don't remember a time where I took this much time off of tournaments. Yeah. Has it been, have you been able to, you know, replicate that competitive environment in practice? Yeah, definitely. At first, uh, nobody knew what really was going to happen and nobody knew when turns were going to start up. So at first I was just, it was kind of like a second preseason. And now there are a bunch of exhibition matches where like they'll bring a ref in and they'll bring other players in. And that really helps get into like that match mode, really these exhibition matches, which are really helping because when you play like practice sets, it's just not the same. So like these exhibition matches are really helping to go underway getting started with tournaments getting into match play again and playing other competitive girls Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about what went into you making the decision to turn pro but uh, to stick on this topic has there been you know because you watch some of these exhibitions being played and you think oh you know are these players giving a hundred percent but has Mm -hmm. have the exhibition matches just helped you get reps in general yeah they definitely have um I've yeah it's it's kind of tough because people watching on the outside um, always just expect like, oh, tennis is back to normal. It's definitely different because we haven't played matches in so long. But I think it's really helping everybody because it's much easier to go into uh, like when the next big slam is U.S. Open. It's much easier to go into those tournaments having played these exhibition matches and getting some practice in, getting some matches in, um, getting into like having a little bit of nerves. I think it's really helped. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And for you, I believe you are now based out of uh, Columbus? Yes. I mm-hmm. Yeah, I train here now. Mm-hmm. How has it been for you to go from California? I guess it's summertime, so it's a little bit easier yeah. but to make that transition to Ohio. Has that been easy? Yeah. Um, I have two. I have like great team here along with David Cast, Balaj Novak and Patrick Thompson. Um, they've all been super great and super understanding this move. Um, it definitely, I definitely go home sometimes. It's a lot easier now that it's the summer, but I have a great group of people and JJ Wolf and Mikhail Torbegard. They've all like been super great and super open and super welcoming. So they've definitely all made it a lot easier. And I love the training here. Um, it's definitely worth the move. No, Dave, great guy. JJ yes. Torp, little overrated. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, both obviously very good guys. Yeah. Has has Torp brought out the guitar for you yet? I have not seen the guitar, but I've heard some of his songs, and I've seen like when he posts on his Instagram. He's definitely talented. Oh, it on is something else. Floor. It's it's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, the way he swings at a forehand explains the way he plays an instrument. <laughs> it all makes sense to me. It all comes full circle. Um, no, but for you, you know, you're based in uh, uh, Columbus now. Part yes. of that is because you made the decision to sign with Top Notch at the end of yes. last year, turned pro. Uh, you know, again, we're, I think we've spoken now for a total, if you count pre-call, you know, like 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. I can already tell, you know, by far the most mature uh, 16-year-old, my little brother, 18, <laughs> you blow you. him out of the water. You know, I tried to bring him on the pot I had to direct him the whole time but you know <laughs> for you to make the decision to turn pro Thank you know you. you had made the U.S. Open junior quarterfinals you had made junior Wimbledon round of 16 and as we mentioned uh, you know you had a little bit of success on the pro tour as well uh, mm-hmm. but what ultimately drove that decision for you that you felt comfortable just turning pro at such a young age yeah I mean ever since I started tennis at seven years old being pro being number one in the world being a grand slam champion that had always been the dream always been the dream that's always been on the top of my mind and last year when I had a good year and I had I did well at the pro tournaments we were it was just everything it would just it was the right time like we believed it was just the right time and it's always been my number one goal to go pro um, obviously, there are so many great colleges out there and so many great college coaches. But for me, pro was just the number one goal. And last year in November, late November, when I signed, it was just it was just the perfect time and the perfect agent. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, you know, uh, age wise, again, you still have plenty of time. But when yeah. you see, you know, people in your peers, such as, uh, you know, the obvious one is Coco Goff, but obviously mm-hmm. the Katie's McNally and Volinets and, you know, yeah. so many others as well. And Lee's had success and you can go on and on and on. Does that, you know, seeing them succeed, does that drive you as well to think, OK, maybe I can do it, too, given you're competing with them, you know, at yeah. the junior level day in, day out? Yeah, and I know most of them pretty well. I've known Coco for such a long time. I have know Katie Volinets really well. I know Katie McNally. I have no I know all of them and they're doing such amazing things. And yeah, um everything they're doing is so inspirational and just shows that age is really just a number. It doesn't really matter. It's about your talent. It's about what you do when you go out on the court and you can be sixteen, you can be twenty five, but anybody can do it. So yeah, it's really driven, I think, a lot of young kids too. 
Oh, man. I'm on the Katrina Scott bandwagon. I want you to know. <laughs> next 10 years, I mean, next 20 years, hopefully, I'll, you'll see the tweets from me. I apologize Thank in you. advance. Yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> I know. You know, again, because you had success on, you know, at the Junior Slams last year as well. And for yeah. you to get to travel, play against, you know, the best, not just in the nation, but in the world as well. What do you learn from that experience about your game and against, you know, how you can compete against those players? And how does it compare to, you know, the Junior Slams, I suppose, to the the reps you're getting on the pro circuit i mean honest like going out to it's obviously different when you're in united states because when you're in the united states you're in your little bubble and you go to all the national tournaments and then you go outside the country and you see a bunch of other kids that are your age and are just as good so it's like when you go out to play those tournaments it's like it gives you a good like measuring stick of where you are like in your game and definitely yeah the pros I mean like all of these girls are just as amazing and then the pros it's just like it's a whole nother level like it's insane like you'll get like a few matches where it's just like the juniors because a lot of juniors are starting to play the pros now but like when I was at US Open um for qualifying and like I got to see all the all the like the best of the best play like it was just it was this whole nother level their preparation their intensity their focus I mean it was it was really impressive and it was a good thing to see and in that U.S. Open you not only got to play the juniors you got to play qualifying for the main draw as well you won a match there again you know you sort of alluded to it but what did you take away from that experience do you think getting there early getting to play qualies helped you when it came to the junior slam yeah, it definitely did. I was there for like two weeks and it really helped. I got there early. I had that good win and I unfortunately lost to Con Sky, who I believe beat Sloan in the main draw. But it, yeah, it really helped. I got some matches in before the juniors. Um, I just really got to get some matches in against the best of the best, which I think, yeah, it really helped me when I played my first round in the juniors. Mm-hmm. And I also, again, this is why I'm a fan, because a subtle <laughs> dig there, you're like, look, the player I lost to also beat Sloan. Uh, so it's like, you know, good loss. I feel you there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, in terms of, again, how your game, as you translate and, you know, try to ascend to the next level, what are the things that you are trying to work on right now? And again, having this extended time period away from competition, how have you been working on those things to best prepare yourself for when pro tennis returns? Yeah, I mean, this is a really good time to work on everything, get into the best shape as possible, um, get your strokes to the, as best as you can, work on your weaknesses, improve your strengths, and you'll. I think you'll see like a lot of pe- people coming out of this, like some will have trained really hard and some will haven't, so honestly for me right now, it's just getting to the best shape as possible, uh, making sure my strokes stay clean and good, and just really just working on my game as if it was another preseason and I'm getting ready for a tournament that could start next week, really. Yeah. And so, you know, with that in mind, I did a little digging, you know, because I want to <laughs> be prepared for this podcast. True or false, Dave tried to convince you to take six months off from competition to work on your forehand. That is true. <laughs> that and is what was true. your response? When I when he first told me, I was little in shock because again, I'd never really taken, as I said before, I'd never really taken time off. And then I talked with my parents, I talked with my team, and I was like, you know what, this is gonna help me in the long run. And like, it was not a six month period of time. He was like, give me like a few months, and then Corona happened. The coronavirus happened, so it ended up being longer. 
But I mean, I was like, I trust David and I know whatever he says, it's going to be worth it. And he knows what he's talking about. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to trust him for the next, like for the next six months. I'm just going to trust whatever he says. And it turned out great. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was worth it, even though it was (laughs) difficult, it was definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. And so I guess to get into that, how important is it for you, again, as you're making the decision, because you don't know what's out there on the pro tour, but to have people you can turn to, to that you trust in your life to help you with these sorts of decisions. And, you know, you sort of said, I know this period will help me in the long run. In what ways do you think it'll help you? I mean, um, just with my overall game in general, like it's, as I said before, it's a different level with juniors and pros and you can get away with some things in the juniors and you won't be able to get with, get away with it in the pros because they'll just expose it. So for me taking this six month period time to work on the forehand, it's just going to help me in the future when I'm playing the best of the best in the world. I might get away with it in the juniors, but when it comes to the pros, now that I've taken this time off, I'll be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And again, is that you know, to get back to that trust portion? Is that trusting Dave? You know, you and him putting your you in scenarios that will can you know putting you working on the sort of things that you know you will be using in your matches. Yeah, uh, David has like done it all um, along with Balaj, Novak, and now Patrick. Like they just put me in situations. They really know what they're talking about, and like everything that we've done has a purpose. There's nothing that we've done just like oh let's just work on this. Everything that we've done has a purpose, and we've done it step by step, step by step, so I can get it done most efficiently and the quickest way possible. Mm-hmm. And again, it sounds like you know this professional mentality is something you are very comfortable with. You know, you yeah. use the word purpose. I think that's it exactly. Having a purpose to everything you're doing. Exactly. Um, where does that mindset come from to you? You know, how is that something at age 16 you're all ready <laughs> to just buy into? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've always I've been doing competitive sports ever since I was two. I wanted to be a professional ice skater. When I was younger, I did like ice skating for five years. So I've always just had that mindset that everything has to be done for a purpose. Like everything has a purpose. And I mean, David and Balaj have really helped with that. Just everything has a purpose. Nothing is done casually. I've just, I guess I've always been like that, I think. Yeah, no, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny you say that though, because to me that sounds like my older brother who just kind of <laughs> does his thing and he's just going after it. Um, well, I guess we all I sort of do my own thing in a different way, but that's you know that's a yeah. conversation for another time. Uh, for you, you know, to have to make that decision again, that requires trust not just in your coaching staff, but trust in your family, right? As exactly. well, knowing that you have them as a support group. Uh, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about you know your family, the support they. Mm-hmm. Show you and you know does your love of tennis did it start from one of your parents it did not actually Ooh. it started again with ice skating my friend was going to an a tennis lesson one day and my mom couldn't pick me up from ice skating class so I just I went with her and then I did the lesson with her because I was just sitting there I did the lesson with her and then next thing you know I'm coming every week and it was just the decision between sticking between tennis and ice skating and my parents have supported me all the way through um let me choose which sport I want to do and have just really supported me but yeah it was just it was it was really random Mm -hmm. no and just love at first strike 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can absolutely, you know, echo that sentiment. And for you, you know, you sort of talked about you you were ice skating. You, but, you know, when did tennis become the sport you're now traveling across the country to compete in? And, you know, did you have you always enjoyed that aspect of it, the going week to week and playing all these different events? Yeah, I mean, quarantine has made me realize how much I love traveling. I just love it so much because right now, obviously, with quarantine, we can't go anywhere. But I've always loved traveling. I've always loved seeing. It's. I mean, it's such a blessing to be able to see all different parts of the world because most people don't get to see it. But as as tennis players, because we travel to different tournaments, it's, it's amazing. And, yeah, I mean, tennis always just fit into my life. I love traveling. I love the competition. So everything just kind of fit with tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, you know, you talk about that traveling 2019, a great year for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, not only did you get to play six different professional events, but you got to travel across the country playing the highest yeah. level, or across the globe, I should say, not just the country, playing the high level junior events. Uh, again, how was that experience, especially now as you reflect on it with these past three months of quarantine? Uh, did you fall in love with the lifestyle? Because that's what pro tennis is, right? That's the road yeah. ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was so amazing. I remember... I think I left around like I think it I believe it was like May and that's when I started my 5 week trip with my grandma actually to Europe and we went to Austria, we went to Milan, France, Switzerland, Belgium. I mean, we went everywhere and then we went to Wimbledon and I mean, it was just it was amazing. And like cuz that's the lifestyle and I just love it so much. You get to see all different parts of the world. You get to meet different people, try and do new foods, meet new tournament directors. I mean, it's it's completely amazing and I miss I miss traveling so much. Um obviously Wimbledon would be going on right now and I miss that cuz that's unbelievable tournament. But I mean, the traveling aspect it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. I like and- when I, I first started tennis, I never would have imagined I would be going to play all these different tournaments and see so many different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. No, I, and I heard a little tidbit there. So, you know, semifinals in Austria, then you qualify in Milan, make the second round at the grade A. Semifinals mm-hmm. in Belgium as well. Semifinals, Nottingham. God, the streak, it gets better and better. <laughs> you know, uh, round of 16, Roehampton, round of 16, Junior Wimbledon, and all of yeah. that is with Grandma in the booth. Yes. Should she be taking over the coaching box? I mean, honestly, she was my biggest support there. She took me, she was there. We were there for so long. And my mom actually took me to Wimbledon but yeah I mean she was just there the whole time giving me pointers mm-hmm. was it fun Had it was so time. fun it was incredible I think she had a good time too because she mm-hmm. loves traveling as well so it it fit perfectly yeah and again given what we're all going through over these past three months that's just the perfect you know to have that sort of experience that's so awesome and you know yeah. for you to get to play clay events grass events as well you know be prepare for all these different events under different circumstances you know again what did you learn about your game what did you learn from that experience uh well i mostly learned that when i went to wimbledon that grass is my new favorite surface i fell in (laughs) love with the grass i never played on grass before going there um and i loved it that's i mean that was the main part of the trip i was like i love grass and i can't wait for this tournament to come back um next year but, yeah, I definitely learned a lot. I had to play a lot of matches, especially um, before that London trip. I had to play a lot of matches. But I just learned a lot about myself. And, like, when I came home, I knew exactly what I needed to work on because I had so many matches to gauge 
on how I did. Um, but yeah, I just learned a lot about my game and learned that like, basically like, this is the life for me. Like I knew exactly when I came home, like, Oh, I want to do it again. It's not like, Oh, I need rest. Like I need to be home for three months before I need to leave again. I was just excited to go to the next place. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I, now, I, I not sure rules was. I'm pretty sure you can do this. So, uh, given your love for Wimbledon being on the event, the grass yeah. there, you know, even as the ranking goes up, and let's say you know, pro wise, you're not into the Wimbledon main draw, but you can play mm-hmm. that juniors the next two years. Would you make that decision to do it? It was that fun. I mean, it was so fun. I don't know what David and the whole team would say. <laughs> I mean, I would so be down to go again. Obviously, I would love to be. Um, in the main draw or the qualities, hopefully main draw. But yeah. I mean, I mean, just even being there, it's absolutely incredible. But I would love to play again. Like it's, yeah. I feel like it, it's just, it's so great to play there. Yeah, he's gonna get mad at me for saying this, but you're like Dave, Dave. Twenty <laughs> tournaments for you, one tournament for one, me. Yeah. yeah, like come on. All I'm asking, like you can come with me. Like how about that? I know. That's the we'll we'll make a trip out of it. Yeah, exactly. There's a way to make it work. Um, no, that sounds awesome. And again, it's so exciting to hear, you know, how committed you are to that uh, pro path. And I guess, you know, for you, uh, as you know, we don't know if tennis is going to come back or not this season. Yeah. But as you look forward to, you know, getting back on the court competing again, what will the things, you know, what are the things you're looking for from yourself, from your game, uh, as you continue to progress? Yeah, um, definitely. I just want to see myself working, uh, doing the things that I've been working so hardly on practice on, um, especially some of the little tweaks that we've made. I just want to see myself uh, doing those things in matches and bringing out all my hard work that I've been doing these past few months and bring them into matches. Um, and just, yeah, just try these new things that I've been doing, basically, and hopefully mm-hmm. achieve them. Yeah. Now, what are the things you've been working on the most? Can we get a little insight? I don't want to give away all the secrets. <laughs> I don't know if I can give away all the insight. David might come at me too. But uh, yeah, we're just working on the whole game. But I don't know what David would say about me giving some of the insight away. No. What, what's the? Because uh, when did you make the move to Columbus full time? Uh, I well, I started coming here. I came right. I came mostly right after Malibu, after I semifinaled Malibu, and I've mm-hmm. like fully like been coming here consistently since January. Mm-hmm. What was the adjustment like to the Ohio winter? It was uh, a change for sure. <laughs> I've never been through a winter like that because LA, our winter is like seventy degrees and sunny. <laughs> and like cloudy once a week and then I came here and it was snowing like every day for a month so it was definitely a change and indoor tennis I never trained indoors I was always outdoors so it was definitely a change but now that it's summer it's so nice and it's so beautiful here Mm-hmm. No, I have a couple of follow-ups off of that. Let's start. Well, <laughs> we'll start with the tennis ones first. Um, you know, I, because I'm the exact opposite, and maybe you can hear it in my A's the way I say Katrina. Maybe it's supposed to be you know a little a little more subtle. But I'm from Michigan, and so you know, oh, proud of yeah, it. my dad is uh, from Michigan as well. Oh, awesome! Suburbs of Detroit area. He is from Detroit, actually. Yes. Oh, let's go. Yeah, again, <laughs> Southeast Michigan. That's uh, my stomping grounds. Um, but so, anyways, that's that. Again, another conversation for another time. But I grew up playing indoors, and 
you know, especially now. And again, not comparable me versus you in terms of talent or anything, <laughs> but just I always know whenever and even when I was playing in my heyday, the transition to outdoors is uh, I almost swore is a pain in the butt. Uh, <laughs> say. And so, uh, you know, that was always difficult for me. And, you know, the good news for most people, the majority of pro events happen outdoors. Right. So the fact yeah. that you grew up playing outdoors is an advantage. But is it weird for you to train indoors? What is that transition like? Like, what are what are the differences for you? I know the differences from, you know, inside to outside. What's it like going outside to in? Outside to in, I definitely say is much easier from going mm-hmm. in to out. Because I remember when I went to Indian Wells, uh, playing outside, was def- it was definitely harder to get used to outside. But just going indoors, it's not as hot. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like sometimes it's stuffy depending on where you're playing, but usually the courts are a lot faster. But I mean, honestly, it was not like for me, at least it was not a big adjustment. And I've been like basically all winter, I was playing indoors every day. So I got used to it very quickly. And I think going to Indian Wells, going back outside, it was a little easier for me because I've hit outdoors all my life. So it wasn't like something exotic and new. So it was pretty easy. But like going indoors, it wasn't a big adjustment other than I'm not used to training indoors every single day in the winter. Yeah, no, it's definitely an adjustment. Yeah, I mean, if your if your ground strokes are powerful outdoors, you have real power. If your ground strokes exactly. are powerful indoors, you're just competent. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I agree that. But the the flip side, a fast indoor court, perfect training for Wimbledon. It, that is that is very true. That is very yeah. true because the ball stays so low. Yeah. Plus, there's nothing more satisfying than hitting an than indoors overhead. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the pop, and you're like, "Yep, I got that one," and you know, you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about a gust yep. or the sun. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this, these are old man problems. The older you get, not that I'm old, you know, 24. Uh, in case <laughs> whatever. Anyways, the point is, the older I get, the better I want the circumstances to be, and so indoor tennis, perfect. You know, for a guy my age. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, to sort of move, you know, beyond that, because you know, you've been so kind with your time, I don't want to keep you for too much no. longer, but. Uh, you know, for you to be playing, uh, you know, to be training amongst fellow pros to get to see, you know, other people alongside of you in Columbus, you sort of alluded to that earlier, but is it helpful to see what they're going through and to sort of, you know, learn from them, absorb whatever they're doing? Yeah, it's definitely great getting to practice side by side with them and even hit with them sometimes because it just shows like what the, what pros do. And I mean, they've been super helpful with like the move and everything, as I said before, and just like giving me advice, really, because they've been through it all. They were my age once. Um, I know JJ and Tor both went to Ohio State. So they just really give me some pointers um, and just give me like some advice on the like the pro lifestyle because they're living it at the moment. And like we're all going through the same thing with quarantine and just basically how they're dealing with it as like professional players who are we're supposed to be playing like qualities of French and all these different tournaments so yeah it's it's really great because it just helps keep everything in perspective and I have someone to go to if I have any questions about that lifestyle Mm-hmm. And I'll use this to segue into our rapid fire for you. But, you know, in terms of for JJ and Torp, what's the best piece of advice they've given you? And then be honest, what's the worst piece of advice they've given you? The best piece of advice they've ever given me, I would say. Hit the forehand hard. JJ always tells me to hit the forehand hard. He's like, just hit it. It doesn't matter. The best piece of advice JJ has ever told me is it does not matter right now. 
That's the best piece of advice. Mm-hmm. And let's see with Torp. They both just both tell me the same thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, which is actually really like it's small, but it's it's simple, but it's actually really good advice. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I guess, you know, what they're trying to say is, right, it doesn't matter now. It's about 18, yeah. 19, 20, 21, 22, yeah. 20, you know, going on. It's about the long run. It's about the process. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But there's got to be some other piece of advice where you're like, that's just dumb. Let me see. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's a lot, but there's nothing <laughs> is sticking with me right now. They don't usually give it give out bad advice oh when jj's like just hit the ball as hard as you can every time harder (laughs) that's the thing we say harder harder i was like okay maybe not now not now now. (laughs) that's funny that sounds you know again that sounds like a great time and i guess for you uh again so to sort of get into our rapid fire segment here uh, just a serious mm-hmm. question just give our listeners more a chance to learn about you more again about you know rapid in the sense that i'm going to ask a bunch of questions take as okay. long with your answers as you want um again the most enjoyable part about you know knowing again that you have turned pro and just the process of training most enjoyable part oh god uh i mean it's just like a sense like inside like like just like wow like not like my career is over but like you did it like you went pro you have a great agent you have a great team just like this was the goal for you to go pro and now it's time to murder move on to further goals and bigger and better dreams basically but just like a sense of oh I'm a professional tennis player now like I'm pro like when I tell people it's like it's real I'm professional Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I still have trouble telling people I work for Crack Rackets. I'm like, I really want to say that. Like, <laughs> I can tell them the other thing. It's just like, is that, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But no, no, I totally understand you there. Uh, I think I know the answer to this next question, but the tournament you'd like to play again? Wimbledon, easily. Yeah? Easily. Uh, beats, beats New York? Uh, oh, God, I can't. I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, okay, since Wimbledon no, but not be people- so I'm going to disagree with you because people understand the grandeur of Wimbledon, right? It's like, I it's mean, still yeah. Wimbledon. I mean, it's just so pristine and it's just such a prestigious tournament. And U.S. Open is great too. It's just, mm-hmm. it's diff- I feel like it's different for Ameri- Americans because we're traveling outside of the country. Uh, and if you've like never been to Wimbledon before, it's just when you get there, everybody's in super fancy clothes, like all white. They don't let you hit on the courts. It's just so prestigious. It's amazing. I mean, U.S. Open is great, too. I love New York, especially being American. Uh, like, they always cheer for you, and they're so loud, and they're, like, it's awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, if since Wimbledon's not coming back this year, i got to say I'm looking forward to U.S. Open. <laughs> All right, that's a fair <laughs> answer. Um, what's your favorite city you've traveled to thus far? Favorite city? Geneva, Switzerland. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. It was so clean, so pretty. I was only there for training, but... I mean, it was it was so nice. Mm-hmm. Were just training randomly. It was. I was there with a group of coaches last year, um, and they were based out of um, in Europe in Geneva. So we mm-hmm. just went there for a few weeks before uh, for a week before the Belgium tournament. So I got to mm-hmm. stay there for a week, and it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Definitely <laughs> on the list of places yes. I would. You know, I'm, I would I'm going some. I would recommend. Uh, no, I appreciate hearing that. Um, for you, coolest part about getting to play Junior Fed Cup? Oh my God, Junior Fed Cup. Um, well, the best part was I got to play with two of my best friends, and then 
having it at home was great because like so many people come out that we see all the time they all came out and they were super loud and cheering for us it was such a good environment having played it at home because we usually don't play these tournaments at home we play in like czech republic and we're playing czech in the finals it's like a little difficult when everybody's cheering against you but that's tennis so it was really nice having everybody there cheering for us and supporting us Mm -hmm. did you how frequently have you gotten to play team style events in your career i've played like a few not like too too many but i've definitely played a few with usta and team usa those are always super fun because you get the it's like it's really nice for a change having teammates your coaches everybody cheering loud like i i I really i really enjoy those team usa tournaments Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm sure they're a blast, and I'm sure you know. In terms of colleges, there were plenty uh, who would come and offer, so you probably had chances to go places. If you would have yes. picked a school, where do you think you would have ended up going? UCLA. Oh, the correct answer was Michigan, but that's fine. No, uh, I gotta <laughs> say UCLA. I love. I've known Rance and Stella like for the longest period of time. So if it was anywhere, it was gotta be UCLA. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. And again, going home. That that makes sense. Again, from LA, go yeah. to UCLA. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, again, Katrina, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. My last question for you, mm-hmm. uh, I know, I and I think this is correct, your birthday was like a week ago, something like that? Yeah, June 11th. June 11th, so, so happy yeah. belated birthday to you. Thank Westoff you. Gave me a happy birthday sound effect. Happy birthday! Um, <laughs> you know, a birthday in quarantine, how did it go? It was actually really nice. Like, a few of my friends were able to get together because we haven't been seeing anyone. So mm-hmm. we took the major protocol. Um, but it was really nice getting to see some of my friends. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I was really disappointed because I was like, oh, my God, my birthday is going to be in quarantine. This is going to suck. <laughs> it was not bad. It was not bad. It was it was actually great. And I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Did you get the license? I did not. I have not even started. Would you be? Oh. Would you believe that? I haven't even started. I, I, I do think, believe that. It's tough to do it between Austria and I Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> but I have t- I'm gonna start this summer because I mean it's quarantine. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. This no, is. But well, this I, would be the perfect time. I'm sure Dave is also an uh, you know, adapt <laughs> uh, or a driving instructor. I'm sure he can do it. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's um, not JJ or Torf. I feel like JJ also doesn't know how to drive because where has he gone other than turning? I mean, or, uh... he he drove me a few days ago. He's a pretty uh, he's a pretty good driver. I'm in love with his car, so now I really want my license so I can get that car. <laughs> but. I mean, his car is absolutely amazing. I love his car, but <laughs> no, that's no, that's great. Again, things to. It's always good to have goals, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, a perfect place to uh, leave it. Well, again, Katrina, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Good luck yes. to you. I uh, hope you stay safe and healthy through all this. Thank and you Hopefully, so we'll much. get to see you on tour sometime this year. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Take care. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Katrina Scott. And again, a huge shout out to her for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, I think it's made clear to you guys. I said it in the intro. I emphasized it throughout the podcast. I'm a fan. I'm convinced of all of the young American women out there who, again, have clearly proven to be a really successful group. Uh, Katrina Scott belongs in that conversation. I'm convinced she's going to become the best player she can be. So shout out to her. And again, a big thank you uh, to her for for taking the time to chat with me as well. Of course, we've got so much content coming up right now on our through our website, CrackedRackets.com, from our Cracked Rackets team. Again, we got the chance to go to Miami and Nicholasville for a couple of great exhibitions. Got the chance to speak to 14 of the 16 players on camera. You're going to be able to see all of those interviews on in video form on our YouTube channel. So, Go hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the action. Of course, it'll all be popping off here. I'm popping off. Sorry. Hey, great shot again. That shows you where my brain is right now. Um, but, you know, they'll all be on this Cracked Interviews feed over time as well, so you'll be able to hear it there. And, you know, if you missed any of the action, you want to hear our recap, our thoughts of how the players were playing, what were the biggest storylines, the biggest takeaways, uh, go check out the Mini Break podcast we did throughout the week uh, over these past 10 days as well. You can find some of them from the weekend in video form again on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel uh, for the, those podcasts on the weekend. They were Patreon only, so if that's something you're interested in, of course, please feel encouraged to go check out our Patreon website. We are so grateful for all of those uh, of you who already take the time to support us on there. We did our first Patreon mailbag. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. It's uncensored, unfiltered, and you know, I say some some fun things. I, I think you'll all enjoy them. It was a really fun conversation I got to have with, of course, my doubles partner and partner in crime, Max well, LeBauer Rothman, uh, and it's always great to get him back on the podcast, so a huge shout-out to you, Patreon supporters. Anyone who's interested, you can go check it out at patreon.com uh, slash cracked rackets. And again, podcast, rock and roll, and this podcast, the Great Shot podcast, the uh, Mini Break podcast, the Inside Out podcast, all still pumping out new content. Be sure to go check it out. Like, rate, subscribe, review. Let us know what you think as well. Any guests you want us to try and get, we can do our best to bring on. And look, we all want to talk to the Fetters, the arenas of the world but you know we will do our best to try and facilitate those interviews so let us know what you think of the conversations any topics you guys want to hear about from the tennis world Uh, because of course the professional junior college ranks pro tennis such a fluid product so many storylines to monitor Uh, so of course you know let us know what you want us to be focusing on because, of course, the reason we do our Cracked Rackets, uh, the reason we have Cracked Rackets is to try and make the tennis community more inclusive, better place for all of us tennis fans. Uh, So, you know, as always, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly at Great Shot Podcast. Shout out, as always, to the super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. It is always a pleasure to get to work with them. Again, the fact that we haven't broken west off yet it just speaks to what a talented human being he is so shout out to you stoff shout out as well to the support we get from our sponsors midwest sports go to midwestsports.com use the promo code cr15 go to aerobar.com use that promo code cracked 15 you'll get 15 percent off and again you'll have all avenues from nutrition health to the gear you need covered by going and showing our sponsors some support uh, but with that being said for our wonderful guest today katrina scott our super producers max fligner and daniel westoff our friends at both midwest 
Midwest Sports and Aerobar and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.